Welcome to the Luminate Speakeasy, where luminaries from all across the planet share their real-life stories of awakening. I'm your host, Amy Patti, and today's luminary is Anna Zahn. Anna is an intuitive energy healer, and she is here to guide and activate individuals on their healing journey as they continue to raise their vibration and the vibration of the planet. Her passion is helping others free themselves from their past and encouraging them to reconnect with their heart-centered existence. Anna's a certified medical Reiki master, an emotion code, body code, and GEM method practitioner, and she works with clients all over the world. And you're going to hear through her story today exactly how she has become so masterful at guiding others to overcome their past and to come back to themselves and their own heart. So get ready for a wild ride. Anna's going to give us the play-by-play of her awakening journey, her slow burn, as she calls it. And I think you're going to love her story and relate so much to what she shares because everything that Anna has gone through that has brought her into her own awakening are things that all of us go through as humans on this planet. So you will definitely find parts of her story very relatable. And I think you're going to get a lot of takeaways as well on how you can keep coming back to yourself and your own heart so that you can be on path in your life in alignment with your soul. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Luminate Speak Easy. Today I have Anna Zahn with me, who I am super excited to get to know and talk with. We are just meeting for the first time today, so this story is is a mystery to me and I can't wait to get into it. So welcome, Anna. Thank you, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Taking the time with me. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. Thanks for showing up and being willing to just be vulnerable and share a story with us today. And we can just get right into it. Do you want to to go ahead and share with us a story of awakening? Absolutely. I feel like my uh, awakening experience was like dark night of the soul on top of dark night of the soul (laughs) on top of, you know, many things that kind of led me, uh, to where I am today. And, um, but the, the slow burn started back in 2012, um, which was when I first, uh, I lost my grandmother. She passed away. Um, the following year, so that was my mom's mom who okay. passed away in 2012. In 2013, my father's mother passed away. And then in 2014, I had a life-changing event and got married to my partner. Um, and then right after that, so all this transitional stuff, all of this loss, um, into beautiful new beginnings. I was like, this is a great start. This is going to be great. Um, Shortly after we got married, uh, my uncle, my brother's, uh, or my father's brother passed away in 2015. Uh, Right around the same time that I found out I was pregnant for the first time. Mm -hmm. And due to um, severe health complications, uh, and testing when we were first pregnant, we ended up terminating that pregnancy. Mm. Um, The hardest decision I've ever made in my life. I hope no one ever has to face that decision. Um, And so that year was a little rough to say the least, kind of like fresh year into being married um, in 2015. And then shortly after, that first pregnancy, I got pregnant again. And this was kind of like my rainbow baby, my like holding on to hope that there are good things in this world. (laughs) And so I got pregnant with uh, my daughter, Dolly. And um, 
at that time, towards the end of uh, 2015, I was working a full-time job that I had been at for about five years um, and started a part-time job while pregnant. Wow. Uh, and to say I had my plate full was like an understatement. Um, I had been thinking about transitioning out of my full-time job. So I took this part-time job uh, on top of my full-time job while pregnant, and I ended up going into early-term delivery with my daughter, Dolly, um, at 32 weeks. Unfortunately, they were able to stop the delivery, um, mm -hmm. but it was a huge wake-up for me at that time that I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah, uh, I was so depleted. Um, and on top of that, I was creating new life and I wasn't honoring what I needed in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. so that was really hard. And then I eventually had Dolly in 2016 in, in March of 2016. Um, and while I was on maternity leave, I just said, I can't go back. Like I can't keep going the way that I'm going. And that was the first time that I kind of was just like, okay, you can do this. Like start taking care of yourself. You have another human in this world that you need to be taking care of as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, you need to start thinking about like what you need in this moment. And so, um, I left that full-time job and started as a consultant, um, while I was taking care of a newborn. Um, and right after having my daughter, <laughs> because I was so used to the fast pace, constantly working. And then all of a sudden you have a baby and it's like, whoa, slow down. Like you life changing event, first child, like, yeah. you know, it's a real adjustment, another new chapter that begins and a transitional time that makes you really think about, um, everything. Uh, mm -hmm. and I was still so mentally stuck in, you need to constantly be doing something mm -hmm. that I didn't know how to actually rest and take yeah. care of myself and recover. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it was snowing outside and I was like, I need to get out of the house. Like I just, I, I'm like, <laughs> you know, you also need a bit of a break, but I was like, I'm just going to go shovel the driveway since it's snowing. And so mm -hmm. I end up shoveling the driveway and slipping a disc in my lower back Oof. that oh. took me out. <laughs> like the oh universe was like, oh, you're not going to slow down. We're going to give you ways to show you how to just, just slow down, just yep. stop, just take a moment for yourself. And so I slipped this disc and I mean, I just kept slipping the disc in my lower back. It just mm. was not mm -hmm. uh, going away because I was still trying to do all the things on top of an injury. Yep. Um, and so uh, that kind of took me into like over the year of 2016, I went to a chiropractor, physical therapy, that kind of stuff. Um, and it was getting a little bit better, got pregnant, um, ended up having, um, got pregnant with my son and, uh, s decided to switch over working with my husband's company, which was a new dynamic. So not only are we relationship partners, but now we are partners in business on top yeah. of having two small babies. <laughs> so that was a fun, challenging uh, moment in time. And during my pregnancy with my son, Asher, um, around September of that year, while I was pregnant with him, um, my father-in-law, so my husband's father died tragically in a boating accident. And it was something that we were not expecting. Yep. So I'm like, okay, some more stuff just loaded on my plate. Uh, that just kind of kept this like slow burn of like, when are you going to slow down and process what's happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just got so good at 
putting on a face. Everything is fine. You know, I suppressed so much and got really good at numbing myself to Mm -hmm. stressors in my environment, yet they were showing up on a physical level. Um, Even though I wasn't, you know, having emotional breakdowns, it was, it was showing up physically. Yeah. And I mean, skin rashes and just breakouts and hormone imbalances on top of like loss and pregnancy all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was 2017 was kind of like amping up to um, delivering my son in December, right before 2018 and 2018 kicked my ass because I finally was like, just, I, I had not listened to my body. I had not listened to, uh, you know, just the fact that I knew I needed to slow down. I knew I needed to process things, but I just wasn't. And it was like a train wreck ready to happen. Um, and so 2018 was my darkest night of the soul, (laughs) if you will. Um, so I, I hit like, rock bottom mentally emotionally physically spiritually um just postpartum depression um chronic pain every day fibromyalgia Mm. issues i mean i had um everybody was diagnosing me with something you know there there was always something that was being diagnosed Mm -hmm. Um, i was dealing with daily tension headaches um and just stiff neck, like not being able to physically move my body in ways that I just, I wasn't used to. I was used to being on the go and um, everything was kind of shutting down on me. <laughs> everything was literally screaming. Um, I was dealing with degenerative disc disease in my spine. I was still dealing with the slip disc in my lower back that just wouldn't go away. I remember being stuck on the floor with no one else home and I was changing my son's diaper and I slipped a disc Mm. for an hour. I was just stuck there over top of him, unable to stand up. Wow. And I kind of just said to myself like, okay, this is it. I don't want to be here anymore. This is not fun. I did not sign up for this type of life. I, I, you know, I just kind of went along with what society tells you is like, oh, you get a nice job and you work really hard and you do all these things. You have the family, you get married and have the family and, you know, the the beautiful American life that you want to create. And what you don't realize is you're living based off of what is the societal norm and not yeah. truly what your heart is telling you. Um, and I just remember feeling so out of alignment. I wouldn't have used that term because energy and and understanding bigger pictures at that time was not in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. um, and not something that I would have I would have been skeptical of and not understood um, just based off of where I was in my life. And I just, you know, 2019, I remember making um New Year's resolutions. And we were sitting around a table with a bunch of friends and we decided that we were going to make a New Year's resolution for everyone at the table um, and see what people had created for us. Okay. Everyone around the table wrote for me to take time for myself and take Mm -hmm. care of myself. Okay. When other people are pointing out what you are kind of like know deeply but are not listening to was like whoa everybody sees it except for me yeah and 2019 january 1st i just said enough i'm gonna take care of myself um i ended up going to doctors and i you know i had inflammation and high levels of acidity and hormone imbalances and my body was kind of a physical wreck because I had not been listening. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and last minute in January, I did this last minute trip to New Orleans and, um, I did this with my best friend and, uh, I just said, this is how I'm going to start. I'm going to just do something that is a break from everything, break from the norm. And literally on a Friday, she goes, you want to go to New Orleans in less than 24 hours? And I said, yes. Yeah. And I would have said no maybe before and just been like, no, the kids, and blah, 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 yeah. like life. And I went and we spent about 72 hours there and we ran around, did all these things. And when in New Orleans, what do you do? You go get a psychic reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and to say like going to get a psychic reading for myself was... I had seen like Long Island medium and was like, Oh, people have this ability. It's so cool. Like, you know, I, I was curious, but also skeptical. So I didn't necessarily believe a hundred percent that people could do this kind of stuff and tap into your energy or like be able to tell you what's going on or potentials um, based off of cards and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just remember asking somebody when we're in New Orleans, like, where do you go? Like, who's the best? Yeah. So I went to the bottom of the cup in New Orleans and I met Rhonda. And Rhonda (laughs) gave me my very first psychic reading. And she pulled tarot cards and had me shuffle the deck. And I'm literally shaking like a leaf on a tree, like shaking because I was so afraid of what she was going to say. I was so um, just out of my element and what was normal. And, um, she goes, the first thing she says is, uh, so spirit keeps telling me you need to chill the fuck out. Sorry. I hope I can curse on here, but oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's like, go get yourself a hurricane and a Reiki session. And I was like, Reiki, Reiki, what is that? Like, I don't even know what that is. And she didn't explain it. So we just kept going, like the reading mm-hmm. kept going. And I said, okay, that was weird and nerve wracking. And like, so I left there and went and got myself a hurricane. And the funny thing was, is that entire trip, my, everything you could imagine that could have a number on it was 44. Mm, okay. The Airbnb was house 44. We were on the fourth street of whatever. We had taxis pick us up with 444 on the license plate and all these fours are showing up. I mean, receipts at restaurants that were like $44 and 44 cents. And I just said to my friend who also, uh, you know, not necessarily understanding, or we were not in a place to understand synchronicities. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it, so weird that 44 was just showing up everywhere for me. And I said, look, it's right here again. Like, what is this? And what I didn't realize was that was like the kicking point. It was the, you know, universe speaking and screaming at me in all different sorts of ways to get my attention where I hadn't been paying attention before. Mm -hmm. This was the first time that I started noticing and paying attention to those subtle little signs and the things that were happening around me that, Mm. you know, we try to make sense of. Um, and so, um, that same year in the spring of 2019, the year of my enough already, (laughs) um, I had been going to physical therapy. I was uh, you know, after that trip, I came home from that trip and didn't really think anything of the psychic reading or really the numbers, but I came home and I got back to work on like physical therapy. Um, I was recommended to go see a psychiatrist or, you know, talk to a therapist, Mm -hmm. go on antidepressants, all this stuff is being suggested to me. And in the spring of that year, my mom gets diagnosed with breast cancer. And right around that same time, I started working with an integrative health medicine doctor because I said, you know what, I just, everybody's throwing all of these solutions at me and none of them are working. I mean, physical therapy for months. And they were like, we just don't understand why you're not having any more progress. Things should have been better by now. Maybe you have fibromyalgia, all this like high levels of inflammation in the body. Um, 
And so even, even the doctors, physical therapists, nurses, everybody that I spoke to um, just couldn't pinpoint what was happening with me, but they had a solution. They like mm-hmm. didn't know but they had a solution for me. And I was like, you know, everybody give me the solution. Okay. And I just finally got to the point in the spring of that year, like, hold on, I need to take a step back from everybody telling me what to do. And I just had this like urge to work with someone from a more holistic standpoint. And so I got blood work done with an integrative health medicine doctor. Um, And of course, like some hormones were out of whack and, um, uh, high levels of cortisol, you know, long-term exposure to stress, go figure with like <laughs> the things that were the slow burn to me, just like breaking yep. down. And I remember hearing a voice in my head that just said, you're killing yourself from the inside out. And it freaked me out because I heard it clear as day. And it wasn't like the normal, like, I got to go do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. It mm-hmm. was this just intuitive knowing that I didn't fully understand at the time, but now I understand (laughs) Um, that really woke me up and said, like, I need to take control back. I need to get gain control of my life. I need to take responsibility for my healing and this journey that I've been on. And um, that's when I found a, uh, an apothecary shop that opened up down the street from me, just happenstance synchronicities that offered Reiki. And I went in, I said, I don't know what Reiki is. I don't understand it. But Rhonda (laughs) from (laughs) said that I need to get myself a Reiki session. And I have remembered that and it stuck with me because I didn't understand what it was. And I scheduled my first Reiki session and it was the same week that I found out that my mom had breast cancer. Okay. And I go into this Reiki session completely open, completely given up and surrendered to whatever was meant to happen in the session because I didn't, number one, didn't know what to expect. And my ego is going, okay, like just whatever. If, yeah. if it's going to heal something, it's going to heal something. Just let yeah. go. And, you know, it, it was almost like my ego gave up a little bit in the fight. And mm-hmm. so it was easy for me to open up. And in that Reiki session, um, the girls, the practitioner started playing sound bowls. And I just had this tear roll down my face. I wasn't sad. I wasn't feeling any emotions. But this tear rolls down my face. And I'm thinking, oh, that's so strange that I, like, my eyes are watering. <laughs> like. Yeah. There's my eyes aren't open, they're closed. I can't. And then I just realized, like, oh, wow, I can't move my body. Like, I can't physically move my body. And I had dropped into this deep state of relaxation that Mm. my mind was highly awake. My body was out cold, but I knew I could hear the sounds of the cars outside, I could hear the, the sound bowls. And then I start seeing colors dancing behind my eyes closed. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like they're kind of like dancing like tie dye. And I could see reds moving into oranges and yellows. And and they're kind of all changing colors. And at the end she goes, so, you know, did you experience anything? And I said, yeah, like I remember not being able to move my body. But I told myself, if I tell myself to move my finger, I can but it's okay. Keep relaxing. And so I did. And what had happened was I was creating this coherent state. I was just relaxing enough that I was telling my nervous system to just chill out and Mm -hmm. allow what needed to happen to happen. And, um, and I said, it was so strange. I was seeing colors dancing with my eyes closed. (laughs) I've never experienced anything like that before. And she said, well, you know, what did you see first? And I said, Oh, I saw red and I was kind of moving into orange and she was moving up my chakras. And what I was Mm -hmm. seeing was the colors associated to the sound bowls. Oh yeah. Tones. And so I was seeing that and I go, Holy crap, we can do this. Like anyone can do this. And I was just so blown away that this was possible that that was it. 
like game over. I wanted to know everything about energy. I wanted to know how people could tune into their energy, um, have these, you know, how do people tune into their intuitive gifts? Like I wanted to know it all. And it Mm -hmm. was just like a whole nother world open to me in that moment. And that's when I just, I got into Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations and, um, you know, allowing myself to keep relaxing. And finally I was, I was sleeping through the night because, you know, obviously everything that had gone on physically in my body, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't, um, Mm -hmm. just tuned in. And then I just started tuning into my body. And I remember like the first thing that I noticed after meditating for a while. And then also that same year I learned, Reiki level one and Reiki level two, because I was like, this is amazing. Maybe I can help my mom since she was going through breast cancer and she was, went through her surgeries and she was receiving radiation. And, um, I just remember like, if, if I can help heal myself, like I might be able to help other people. And I just remember like the same timeframe that my mom was going through, um, breast cancer, um, I just had this like deep need to want to help her and Mm -hmm. it felt so good to be able to just hold space for her while she was going through this tough time in her life. Also at the same time, I was going through a tough time in my life and kind of coming out of that and realizing, wow, when you actually slow down and Mm -hmm. take a moment to really tune into yourself, to um, everything that you kind of hold on to it unearthed a lot of things. Yeah. And, um, so I started, uh, just diving into, um, 2019 was the year that I really dove into energy healing and different practices, um, just tapping into my intuitive gifts and understanding that we all have them and just being like, Oh my gosh, there is a whole nother life out there that I had no clue about. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mind you, like when I was little, I have like experiences of um, just things we typically shut down. We go, mm-hmm. oh, that's scary. I, I don't yeah. want to experience that. And we shut it down or our parents shut it down or, you know, um, people in our environment that kind of guide us through what what things we experience as a child when we're really pure and just kind of tapped into everything yeah. um, that had been kind of suppressed. Um, and I didn't realize it until I started waking up again and just being like, Whoa, there, there's so much more here than we're taught. And, and we, uh, begin Mm -hmm. to believe and pick up these belief systems based off of, you know, our upbringing society, all these things that just kind of like program us to be a specific way. And 2019 was like the year of peeling back the layers one Mm -hmm. at a time, just in reverse. I was like, okay, what got me to that point? What got me to that point? What got me to that point? And I just started shedding all these layers. Um, And just as like, I'm learning all this stuff and it's so amazing. I was like, okay, you know, talking to my partner and I was like, I don't know if, this is, you know, your, your entertainment business. It's not my passion. It's your passion. You've been doing this your whole entire life. And I'm starting to realize that my passion is this is Mm -hmm. energy Mm -hmm. is, is knowing exactly who I am Mm -hmm. and being able to serve others in a way that, um, is not just helping them, but it's helping the planet. It's helping humanity. Um, and there's, there was something about just like returning to myself. Like I just felt myself coming home to myself, um, and who I've been all along and just kind of shedding the layers to get back to that. Um, and right as I'm making that decision, like, I don't think I want to work with you anymore. <laughs> and like, of course, like this is your partner in life. Um, that was like a transitional piece that we had to work through. Um, that was difficult. It was really, really difficult, but we worked through it. And then right as 
He's signing a lease in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. shuts down as COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And we're in a five-year lease, you know, Uh-oh. for his his business, which is big group events and all this other stuff. So none of that happens. Yeah. And I go, you know what? I'm really going to chase my passion all at once. (laughs) So now this is like waking up my husband. Um, And so it just, it was a very interesting, 2020 was kind of like the diving deeper into um, teachings for me that took me deeper into energy healing and, and, um, emotional healing, the psychological aspect of it, um, the intuitive aspect, the, um, just like how far can I go with this? And what I found, um, for someone like me that is a lifelong learner, Mm -hmm. um, the, (laughs) you're, you're never not learning when it comes to, energy work and, and frequencies and vibration and, and, you know, the universe, like source, there's just so much there and it's so juicy and there's never a dull moment. So, um, I just found like, wow, this is what I had been missing. This is a Mm -hmm. big piece of who I am that I was just totally tuned out to totally, um, just not wasn't aware of and just waking back up to and Mm -hmm. um so 2020 was kind of like the year of like let's keep learning let's adapt to a new like this is my purpose like I'm I'm here this is what I'm meant to do I can feel it in every cell of my body um and I just noticed it was like I'd blink my eyes and all of a sudden no tension headaches no chronic pain. Mm. No, I wasn't suppressing things anymore. I was shedding the layers. Mm. I was letting go of these, these heavy layers that I had kind of suppressed over time. And I was allowing myself um, to move through the fear of looking at that and really diving into like, how much grief have you been holding on to (laughs) over the years? You know, being able to fully take a deep breath just from all the grief that I held in my lungs. I mean, Mm -hmm. I finally was realizing how much that numbing and suppressing had done so much damage on a physical level that, um, you know, I had to rethink it as like, okay, we're just going to like, we're just going to heal this. We're just going to heal it and it's going to be fine. And I I just kept going with those little, you know, synchronicities and intuitive pings that you get um, and allowing myself to keep following the breadcrumbs um, Mm -hmm. that kept bringing me to where I am. And then 2021 allowed me to start my own business and be able to, you know, be able to show people like this is how I got out of my deepest, darkest place. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. there is a way out it is not the end-all be-all and taking pain and turning that into this amazing blissful understanding of without that I wouldn't be where I am today I wouldn't feel as amazing as I do today without Mm -hmm. that experience and being so grateful that I hit rock bottom of like suicidal thoughts, like just being like, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. But I look at it now as like, oh my God, thank you so much for just not giving up being Mm -hmm. consistent and just like allowing the universe to take the reins, like allowing source, allowing God, whatever you want to name it. Um, I just, remember being so utterly grateful for that darkest moment because it's it's why I am the way I am today and um it was a game changer so and and still even like I think about this like each year has been a learning lesson like there all these little changes all these little um transitions and um 
they just, they bring you to where you are and we're exactly where we need to be. And I just, I truly believe that. Um, and so this, this year, 2022 is interesting because this was kind of the year for me that, um, just reflecting back and, uh, I will say discovering more about my infinite potential and less about my past. Mm-hmm. This year was mm-hmm. kind of the transition from focusing on my past to mm-hmm. what am I creating in my future and yeah, focusing that. my energy there because there's yeah. so much energy and power there. Um, mm-hmm. And really doing the work. Like this was the year that I was putting every practice that I learned into play even more like daily consistent practice. Um, and also just getting messages about moving my body again. And like, what does it feel like to feel good and, and move energy through your body? Um, because one of the things that I was learning about myself along the way was every time that I moved my body, I felt very um, in alignment and connected. And it was almost like every time I would walk, I would get these like intuitive downloads of things and just these messages. And and I would just voice to text them as fast as I could because they were just, they would come through so quickly. And it was different than sitting in a in a slower meditative state. And there was something about the movement this past year for me that was big. Um, so yeah, this, this year was interesting and, and it's guiding me into the place of focusing on the present future versus like, what did I need to let go from the past? And what do I need to kind of focusing on the past, um, like presence that we hold in our body that we just like hold on to these things. I just finally was evolving into this place of like, Oh wow. Like from the present moment as a creator of my own reality, like, what am I, what am I taking responsibility for today? What do I want to create? What do Mm -hmm. I want to do? And spending my, my awareness, my energy in a space of creation versus like constantly worrying about like what do I need to release and all this other stuff so um yeah it's been a an interesting journey but it's brought me to this point and I'm so freaking grateful for it yeah yeah um well you're a wonderful storyteller (laughs) thanks for like the the like play-by-play year to year to year that was kind of like cool to have you break it down by years as I was just like you know listening to your story and Um, and it is cool to hear like where you're at right now and that shift of focus, because it, it is almost like you were kind of being forced into having to deal with your past in a way and all of the energies that you've accumulated and the dysfunctional patterns that you were playing out. And it was like, that's all you really had to work with during that period of time. It, I mean, it came to, you know, like obviously a a peak, where your body was like, I can't really hold on to this anymore. You have to start dealing with this. You know, you're going to keep experiencing (laughs) some crises, a crisis after a crisis until you start to process through this information. And it kind of brought you to this place of rest and stillness. And now it's like, it feels like you're just like from that deep place of learning to rest and getting in touch with yourself. Now you're like, whoo, like, what can I create? And that's such a powerful place to be. Um, but I love what I love about your story, too, is that most all of us are going to experience a lot of these things. Like, I mean, lots of death, uh, having to terminate a pregnancy, getting married, leaving your job, starting a new job with your partner, health issue after health issue, which just is all consuming, I think, when we have newborn babies and then pain on top of that. It's so all consuming, but, but everybody, so many people can relate to so many of these things that you have gone through. They might not have them all in such a condensed period of time, (laughs) hopefully. Hopefully. Um, For their sake, hopefully. Yeah. But, but it's really relatable on so many levels. And I also just want to touch on the piece of 
what also is really just really interesting to me about your story is how, for instance, your website now is called The Wild Aura. And, you know, I love that name, but that several years back, you didn't really, you kind of describe yourself as somebody who was not really into that kind of thing. And now you have this website that's about the wild aura. And so it really is telling to where your journey has, has carried you to. Um, so let's just, I'll ask you a couple of questions and maybe we can just like tease out some of these parts of your story, but for somebody who is maybe list, like her, listened to your story and they're like, Oh my gosh, I can so relate. I have this health issue, this health issue, this health issue, or, I just experienced, you know, the death of this person and this person, and I just had a new baby, you know, like whatever. They're relating to some parts of your story right now and struggling, you know, through a lot of pain. What would be like the number one thing that you would just say, like, do this? Oh. And I mean, I know that there's so many things and I mean, you shared so many beautifully as, as you were telling your story, like what you were kind of doing, but, but you were kind of for a while, you weren't listening and you were just kind of in the hamster wheel of life and you weren't processing and your body was, so there might be other people that feel like they're a little bit in that spin, but maybe you can like put a little wedge in the wheel and, and help them get off the wheel. Yeah. Like what would, what should we, the what wedge. Should we let's talk about the wedge the wedge for me um and i think that is extremely helpful for everyone going mm-hmm. through um any type of situation or transition uh, or difficult uh point in life where we feel like we're a victim of our environment or um just any type of suffering Meditation. Mm-hmm. If I could, if there is one thing that I could pick out of all the things, meditation mm. is by far my favorite tool to allow you to take the time to go inward. And this is coming from somebody who did not stop, did mm-hmm. not stop, take the time to stop or slow down. Um, meditation for me was god awful when I first started. I mean, I really just, I would avoid it at all costs. I didn't want to, you know, take the time. There were so many more things on my list of to-dos that were way more important than sitting down for five minutes and being quiet and (laughs) silent or rest. Um, And I will say that meditation, hands down, uh, even when it was hard, I would start with five minutes before going to bed. And I, I just said, okay, I'll at least try this. Maybe it'll help me sleep through the night. Maybe I'll just be able to fall sleeper, fall, fall sleeper, <laughs> fall <laughs> to bed faster. Okay. Um, because I was in that like mental racing loop of like yeah. all the things I have to do tomorrow and this and this, and don't forget that. And then, you know, you pack on kids that are not sleeping through the night and what if they, you know, so you, you kind of go through, you're in survival. That, mm-hmm. that is your brain in survival. Yeah. Um, I started with even a minute at a time. So I was like, oh my God, this is so boring. Like then, then you're thinking like all these thoughts, right? When yeah. you first start meditating. Um, and I just kept doing it. As uncomfortable as it was, I decided to be consistent with that one thing. Um, because I knew it was the opposite of where I was. And I mm-hmm. knew that if I could find harmony and bring those two together of like racing thoughts, but put the opposite in of meditation where you kind of slow down and you become aware and then yeah. you start hearing your thoughts and then you're the witness to, oh, why am I thinking that right now? Then you can kind of like dive into deeper things, deeper subconscious things that we kind of hold on to and suppress over time. Um, and you're also telling your body, it's okay to slow down. You're safe mm-hmm. to slow down. You're mm-hmm. safe to look at this stuff and hear these things and process these things. Um, I was so afraid to look at that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But meditation gave me a chance to go inward um, and really see myself. And um, 
and I'm kind of like, okay, it's uncomfortable, but I'm just going to keep staying in this uncomfortable, unfamiliar state and see what comes out of that. Because most of us go, oh, that's uncomfortable. I'm going to back out of that as soon as I can. So then you're like, oh, meditation is over. But if you actually stay with that uncomfortable feeling, on the other side of that is this breakthrough of maybe it's processing something. Maybe it's um, tuning into or under better understanding a belief system that is limiting you in a significant way. Um, I just, I got so much out of meditating and I mean, the simple answer is meditation. Okay. There's so much more to meditating that you can get. I was like, I mean, you, it, I think what you said, even though was, was beautiful because it's like, okay, so if you're on a hamster wheel and life is, you know, and you can't get off and maybe the hamster wheel is like circulating pain, you know, just overdoing busy, whatever it is, but to give you, to even take one minute and just experiment with this idea of meditation you know, maybe you're brand new. There's so many resources out there nowadays. I mean, you can download an app and you can be supported that way even. So one minute seems pretty doable, five minutes, maybe even better. But then this, this is the piece that I love that you spoke to is this element of leaning into the discomfort because, because it's true. We run away from anything that's uncomfortable and like, just I think these are the things that we just need to hear sometimes over and over again. It's like, oh, meditate. You know, you've probably heard that a million times and yeah. have told that to other people. Okay, so you take that, you experiment with it. And then this element of leaning into the discomfort, like knowing like, hey, on the other side of that, there's going to be a breakthrough. Yes. There will be some kind of breakthrough. Maybe it's just feeling a little bit better, a little lighter. Maybe there's some insight that comes in because you've given yourself that pause. And it kind of sounds like that breakthrough can like just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow into you knowing yourself, you know, at this deeper level, which then you can maybe address some of the pain that you're experiencing physically or process through some of the grief, like you said. So I just even like those three steps are just such power steps to me, or the breakthrough is more of like a, a result, but meditating, leaning into the discomfort and then allowing for a breakthrough to happen. Yeah. It's powerful. Cause it will happen. I mean, you're talking about somebody that like, I couldn't even do yoga because it was so boring to me mm-hmm. and going from <laughs> yoga into meditation and then. Like my meditation started at like a minute long, five minutes long, 30 minutes long. And then Mm -hmm. I was meditating up to three hours a day Mm -hmm. and because I was just receiving so much from it. Mm -hmm. And I I realized and recognized what it was actually doing for me. And Mm -hmm. it it's, you know, if you're one of those people that is just constantly go, go, go and don't take the time to slow down meditation hands down is like one of the best things that you could do for yourself. Even if at first you're like, Oh God, really? But Mm -hmm. it is, it's, it's so powerful. It's so Mm -hmm. powerful. It's the one thing that you don't want to (laughs) do when you're a go, 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 do, do, do type of person. It's the one thing you're like, "Mm, no, thanks. But it sounds like, but it sounds like also, you know, I mean, and you are a beautiful example of this, like, you don't have to necessarily hit rock bottom. You could choose to slow down before you have to hit rock bottom and incorporate maybe a little bit of meditation. It doesn't even have to be that much. And you spoke in within your story, you were talking about this importance of like you moving and how like actually when you were moving your body, you felt like you could open and download more. So would that be an option for people if they are on the hamster wheel of go, 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 do, 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 not processing life, res- you know, resisting anything that's uncomfortable? Could they do a moving meditation? I mean, is yeah. do you think it works the same? So I believe that movement with a heightened awareness is just as good as sitting in stillness through a meditation. Now, Mm -hmm. that being said, I had to sit in stillness in order to understand why I enjoyed moving my body and why things came through during movement. Um, What I didn't realize was what I was doing was walking in trance. And Mm. 
Um, or even some people might, uh, a tool would be writing, is a way and a form of movement that you can kind of sit there and just say, okay, I'm going to write the first word that comes to my mind. And then you kind of say, okay, what's the second word? And then you write the second word. And body movement for me was the same way. It was, but it started more so as like a grounding technique. I just realized I wasn't as grounded in my physical body. Mm -hmm. I was spending so much time in my mental space and my mental energy and in my thoughts um, that when I, when you slow down, whether it's through a still sitting, laying down meditation, it kind of guides you through, okay, like tune into your body. What does your body feel like? Like you're becoming aware of the physical aspect of your body. So you can tune in to certain things with body movement. Um, it's almost like getting into a place where you're feeling back into your body, but in a very physical way. So if it's weightlifting or running or um, even just walking in nature and allowing yourself to just observe your thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, when you do it with intention, that's when you receive the most benefit. So if you're just going out to <clears throat> go for a run, um, yeah, that might make you feel a little bit more grounded and, you know, in your body a little bit. Um, and it, it's going to help kick up the dopamine and the chemicals that your body, you know, mm -hmm. that feels good and is natural for your body. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I remember doing a walking meditation, um, and being like, oh my gosh, this is what I was naturally doing and receiving information from. And I, what, I realized was I had been walking out in nature in trance. I wasn't necessarily trying to tune into anything or whatever, but I was like in this space of not blankness, but I was just so um, relaxed, like telling my body to relax even through movement. I just realized like that was practicing in the moment, mindfulness um, and awareness in practice with movement. Because when we go throughout our day, we're kind of like busy juggling things and making dinner and washing our hands. And these are all moments, present moments in time that we can actually tune in. Mm -hmm. um, so if you practice the intention of, oh, like, what does it feel like to wash my hands? What does it feel like with water? Like, you know, instead of being like, while I'm washing my hands, I'm thinking about all the other things, the person who hurt my feelings last week, the things I need to do tomorrow. Um, it really, like, if you go in with the intention of becoming aware and tuning in, you are more likely to get to a place where you're grounding yourself while at the same time being connected in a mindful way um, that allows you to kind of really see yourself like, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. while I was washing my hands, I didn't realize that I was thinking about all these 20,000 other thoughts and, you know, mm -hmm. things that I'm holding on to. So it's kind of like practicing meditation in um, daily practice. So mm -hmm. it was almost like, practicing mindfulness while moving. Yeah. And it gets easier to go throughout your day. Um, yeah. And I think like the idea of moving meditation too, I think is just sometimes like a nice, if you're, if the idea of sitting still mm -hmm. initially is like, that's too boring or I just can't do it. Like maybe you have too much energy just, and you can't really sit still and like be with what's coming up inside of you. Yeah. The idea of doing like, utilizing movement but then I think what I'm hearing you say even more so is this importance of the intention behind it is that even if you were going to go for a run but if you had an intention of like I'm I want to really show up in the present moment I want to slow down and be able to experience stillness for myself and meet those uncomfortable places inside of me but I may not might not be ready to sit completely still yet so I'm going to go for a run, but have this clear intention of where my like end goal is or where the destiny is that I'm kind of 
looking to get to. And so we just have to add that to the list. So it's intention and then meditate. Maybe some movement is part of that meditation. Yeah. Lean into the discomfort and then wait for the breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> and it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. And I mean, the breakthrough, and we could also say like the healing. I mean, the you talked about like peeling back the layers and like bringing yourself back to this place where you have more vitality now. It sounds like you have more energy. And of course, life is going to keep throwing you a lot of different things that are going to require you to find more resilience and maybe, you know, refuel your energy and things like that. Like life is unpredictable. I mean, we don't know what's coming, going to be coming at us, but this sounds like a foundational way to move through life, like a foundational practice that you can cultivate and really it will be, it will, it will stay with you throughout your entire life now. And you know that you can trust it, that you can return to that place of stillness now and be okay and learn from the pain that you're experiencing, especially physical pain, I think can teach us so much because it's usually telling us something more about the emotions underneath or the mental processes that are going on. There are so many other things that I feel like we could do podcast number two, (laughs) because we're getting close to an hour. And um, there's, there's like all these other parts that I'm like, oh my gosh, we could dive into this, we could dive into this. But I think we'll have to do those maybe on a second podcast or on another podcast of mine at a future date. But um, is there any like last little words that you want to share with the listeners? I will definitely um, list out how people can find you in the show notes, like direct people to your website and to your social if they want to come and see what you have to offer. I know that you do a variety of different type of different types of energy work, but are there any words that you want to leave leave with us today? Yeah, so I'll keep it simple because I know that we've cut. I like have a long running list of all the things that I've I've taken away from my own personal experience, but. Um, one major thing that I want to share is uncomfortable equals evolution. Mm, Okay. I like that. So anytime that you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, know that this is your greatest opportunity to evolve Mm, and mm -hmm. how you choose and take responsibility to evolve is really up to the individual how to see the perspective of the uncomfortable situation is completely up to the individual Um, and taking back the power in that, in that situation, um, taking back your personal power to evolve through it. Um, And knowing that, you know, if we can look at the perspective of change and um, just these uncomfortable moments in life, um, you know, I choose personally to run into the unknown. The more that I run into the unknown is the, the, you know, the greatest opportunity to see my highest potential. Um, and I welcome in those opportunities to face my fears, to face the things that scare me or that um, make me nervous or uncomfortable in any way. Those are the things that really allow me to evolve and to Mm -hmm. um, become more aware and to heal things. Um, They're there to show me myself. Mm -hmm. um, So if you can get comfortable with the unknown, there's, there's great opportunity for evolution, personal evolution. Mm -hmm. I love that. The unknown getting, yeah, the, the discomfort in our life and the unknown being able to see that as this evolutionary kind of leap, leaping pad or jump pad to take you into something amazing. That's um, a really good note to leave us on. And it kind of gave me goosebumps as you were sharing it. Wise words, wise words. (laughs) So 
Thank you so much, Anna, just for sharing all of your your wisdom with us and your journey with us. And like I said, there's just so many parts that we could go back to. So we just might have to do a follow-up. <laughs> so stay tuned if you're listening and um, definitely check out Anna's website and her social links that are in the show notes. And yeah, thank you, Anna. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Amy. You're such an amazing host and I really appreciate your time. Yes. Awesome. And thanks everyone for listening today. Um, I'll catch you on the next episode. Hey there. Thanks again for being here today and listening to Anna's story. And if you were inspired by this episode, please leave a five-star review. Reviews are one of the best ways for my podcast to reach more people. So thank you in advance. And if you have a powerful story of awakening, be sure to go to the show notes and click the link to apply to be a guest on a future episode. I would love to hear from you and I would love to learn about your unique story of awakening. And while you're there, check out all of the rest of the links listed in the show notes. Again, you can link to Anna's website and check her out on social media. You can also link to my website, learn more about me, what I offer, And while you're on my website, you can sign up to be a part of my free meditation portal. In the portal, you get access to a bunch of different meditations that will help you release the blockages that keep you from shining bright in the world, doing what you love and being successful at it. So sign up for that if that is of interest to you. And thanks again for being here. Have a beautiful rest of your day.